up down by the railroad tracks shooting BBs at old beer Boys. cans. Choking on smoke from a lucky strike somebody. It's a somber day here. Um, there's not too much positive stuff to talk about, and we're going to jump into that. But first, I'll introduce us. We've got me, of course, and uh, we've got Ferullo, and it's just us two. Ferullo, what's going on? Uh, not much. Just, just uh, trying to get back from what happened last night. Oh, but yeah. Last night was tough. We'll, rec- uh, we'll see. Maybe we'll recover someday. We, we may. I don't know. And, and, and we'll get into that. But um, on a positive note, we are. Um, this is our first podcast that we're doing not together in the same room. So we yep. are getting technologically sound over here at the Booth Review Podcast. And uh, we figured out how to do a podcast over the internet. So give it a round for that. We are uh, we're excited. And we'd have... We'd have more of us on the podcast, but uh, Carp is still nowhere to be found. Um, he's now in Pennsylvania for some reason. He uh, he's he's at Penn State, uh, so that's where he is. Uh, Fonzie is in where is he? Is he in France right now? Ah, uh, yes, France. Yeah, Fonzie's in France for some odd reason, and then um, Chase is on a flight to Italy, maybe. Yeah, I believe so. He's somewhere on a flight to somewhere foreign. So, um, yeah, Farula and I are both back here in Boston, but we're about a half hour away from each other, and it's a rainy Thursday. So we decided, screw it, let's let's just let's run the podcast over the internet. Yeah. So not? obviously, everybody knows what we're going to be talking about. Um, Stanley Cup Finals Game Seven happened last night. Uh, tough one, obviously. Uh. Didn't didn't go the the way any of us expected it to or wanted it to for that matter. Um, just a quick recap: Boston Bruins lost four to one, but it was really four to nothing. No offense, but they what? I left the game. Not when did taken. they score the When did they score the goal and yeah. who scored it? <laughs> uh, two. It was Grizzlick. Was it Grizzlick? Um, yeah, two minutes left. Uh, two and a half maybe, and it was just a. Uh, Six on five, they pulled the goalie, just try to get something going, and they just, Grizzlick just got it as coming into the zone, and he just put it on net, and it just went past Bennington. So, All right. um, good, good for them. It was kind of, yeah. At least I mean, at least they didn't get shut out. Jeez. Oh, I know that would. Um, but I mean, you have to give the St. Louis Blues credit. Have to give them credit, no matter what. They were. Last in the NHL on January 3rd. Yeah. Um, called up Bennington, um, and from there it was just – they were playing Gloria every night. So um, I think you you have to give them credit for what they did. And, I mean, it was. It was a hard-fought game last night. Uh, there were some bounces that just weren't going the Bruins' way. Um, I thought more were going St. Louis's way. Uh, for sure, especially since they had two goals and four shots in the first period. The yeah. Bruins had 18 and had zero. And uh, it's tough to be on the receiving end of this. Like, you you were in the Stanley Cup Finals Game 7 against a team who was, like, last in the league a few months ago. Um, yeah. And it's, it's obviously, it's tough to be on the receiving end of it, and it's hard for me to, like, want to, to give credit, even though I really want to. But I guess th- this is the platform to do it, is St. Louis 100% had, like... That was, if you couldn't ask for more of a storybook ending, like there's your storybook ending. Like you, yeah. that's literally from zero to a hundred and beating one of the more talented teams in the league to do it. So to get that out there, St. Louis a hundred percent deserved it. Um, the way they fought back, 
second half of the season. Um, they have a talented group too. I don't think they were as talented as the Bruins, but I definitely think they have a talented group that um, yeah, it they can work their way. They did. They showed us that they could work their way back from from evidently nothing. So yeah, in that sense, congrats. Uh, yeah, but in- yeah, they were looking at them raise the cup last night. I mean, you see, I mean, you don't really realize it while they're playing, but then you see it after the fact. Like Tarasenko was unbelievable. O'Reilly was amazing. Bennington was good. Petrangelo was good. Um, and then they had other guys too. Uh, Pareko was good. Vince Dunn was good. They had all these players that yeah. were that. I mean, you just don't you don't see until after the fact. Um, just how like and I, I agree with you. I think the Bruins were the better team, but mm. St. Louis just. I mean, they did it to everyone the whole playoffs. They just beat them up. And um, we've talked about it before, how the playoffs is a a totally different season compared to the regular season. I mean, the amount of interference going on last night, um, last that I heard of, you cannot set a pick in hockey. Um, And it's it's kind of annoying to see how the league is going that way. And they've done it for the past few years where the playoffs is just a different season and it's it's more physical. And if you're the more physical team – why do you think that Tampa got swept in the first round because they couldn't even open up any of their skill? Yeah. Tampa's a oh they they're not they I mean they're physical but they're not a they're not a full physical team. They're all skill. Yeah, Kucherov, they're all skill. Stamkos, like guys Hedman. like Stamkos, Kucherov, um, and when they're Tyler getting Johnson. when they're getting held when they're getting held all playoffs hooked all playoffs and the refs aren't going to call it they they can't open up they can't even use any of their skill so right um I think that's where we see it and that's what happened to the Bruins. Um, and it, it just got to the point where the Bruins have to take a longer route to get to the puck because they're getting interfered with every time. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they do that, they're burning more energy. Yeah. Um, and it just got to the point where Game 7 Stanley Cup Finals, they just got tired out and St. Louis just beat them. So, yeah, so that was one uh, of the main questions that I wanted to pose coming into this podcast was where does the blame deserve to be placed in terms of the Boston Bruins? Because as much credit as I want to give St. Louis, the Bruins lost this series more than St. Louis won it, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think you really pissed away way too many opportunities to win this series. Um, going all the way back to game two. Game two. Game two. Yeah. Game, two was... game four, game five. You shouldn't have lost game four and game five back to back. Like that just that that couldn't have happened. It's um, tough, yeah. I mean, obviously you were in a game seven, you still had a position to win, but it's a like we said um, in the last episode or the second to last episode that we did. We were talking about going into Game Four. It was after that seven nothing um, win, like that. That was the um, that was the chance right there for the Bruins to go up three one in Game Four and to really put St. Louis down. Like that's your series at that point. Yeah, yeah. they they should have beat him that game too. Remember O'Reilly scored like ten seconds in the game. Exactly. Four, yeah, and over. the Bruins Even didn't play two. all that well. Even game two at home, they were up two to one, and then they ended up losing three two. It's like exactly. It just they they had opportunities to to uh, win um, and to capitalize on more power plays. Um, the only time that their power play was good, I think, mostly the whole playoffs was uh, game four. I like I liked I liked, no, I liked the power play last three. night too, actually. Yeah, it wasn't bad last night. It's just it was the it was the um the amount of times they kept the puck in I think was so astonishing. Uh huh. On that, and you knew it too. 
Yeah. You knew it. it it's going to be whoever scores first last night. I had that feeling the whole night coming in. Yep. St. Louis has been a force on the road. If they score first, they get all the momentum. And then the Bruins and all their fan base is nervous. Well, the, the uh, game was over at 2 nothing. I think if you were down yeah. one nothing going into the second, they would have probably come back and made it a different game. But as soon as they scored that second goal, um, I think it was just over. And you felt it in the stadium. They pissed away the second period. They didn't do anything in the second period. Um, and St. Louis just sat on that lead in the third and didn't even give them a chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So going back to... Um, like, where do you think the blame needs to be placed? Because I've been looking on Twitter. I've been looking on Instagram. There's a there's a lot of people going at Tuca. There's a lot of people going at Cassidy. What do you, what do you think in your mind? Like, what, what went wrong? Uh, blame because, on the Bruins, do you mean, or on the the league, the refs? On the on um, the Bruins. It, because the, the refs is a whole different story, and, and we'll talk about that too. And I, I think the yeah. refs definitely played a huge part in this series. But in terms of what the Bruins were able to control – um, what do you what do you think was the the biggest um X factor and and who deserves not maybe not one person but like where is the blame where is the blame um, to be placed? I don't think you can blame Tuca. I really don't think you can blame Tuca in my opinion. No, neither neither um, do I. I don't think he deserves. I think that um he was last night two goals on four shots is a little soft. Um, yeah, but the first one was deflected. And the second one was a terrible change. The second one Marshan. is on Marshan, a hundred percent. So I watched the first one again. Originally, I was like, "Oh, you know, tough deflection." Um, I watched the first one again, and in in my opinion, there was no need for him to stretch out the five hole like that because he was uh-huh. already at the far post. And I think that that's a routine save if if he, he- doesn't stretch out. Yeah, he overcommitted, I think. He, yes, he definitely uh, overcommitted, and that just left could, his five-hole wide open. You could open. see him. He overcommitted uh, to the post. Right, yeah. Uh, he, he was, was already at the post. He was going past the post. Exactly. So, um, I guess the first one you could blame a little bit on Tuca himself. Um, but I don't think you can blame the, the playoffs on him. I said it to my dad last night. We were talking, and we were saying how Tuca, when you look at it, when they were playing the Hurricanes, and yes, the Hurricanes, I think, in my opinion, were a little bit worse than the uh, Blues. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying that the Blues are ten times better than them. I'm just saying that the Blues had a, I think, a stronger team this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and they obviously had a stronger team than the Bruins too because they got through them. Uh, I think that it's it's tough because you see how good Tuca played against Carolina. Uh, he was getting on a roll, and then they took that ten. They had those ten days off, and it just—you could see him coming into the Cup final. It just wasn't the same. Right. But when you're playing that well and you're going to sweep them, it's it's what you get on the back end. So, um, I guess I don't know. It's tough to say who to put the blame on. I know a lot of people will say the first line. Um, although it's tough because I don't I don't even know if you can blame the first line for it. They were still good. Like it's it, they just weren't as good as they were in the regular season because they can't get to their skill because they're getting held, hooked, interfered right. with, all of that. So I don't think you can blame the first line for it. Um, there were many defensive breakdowns. Yeah, um, and that's that's another thing with the first line too. Is um, I w- I looked at a stat last night. The defensive side of the first line. I think in this series, maybe they could, or I don't know if it was the whole playoffs, but um, between all three of them, 
they had uh-huh. two goals for, and I think it was like 14 goals against. That may have been the whole yeah. playoffs. But um, And then you looked at like the DeBrusque line had like five goals for, three goals against. Coyle's line had like six goals for, three goals against. And the fourth line had one goal against and like five goals for. Uh-huh. And that's, to me, one of the biggest issues. And, and I saw it last night too. Past that first period, because I think our pressure was good in the first period up until the very end, um, when the game, when it came down to having to tie the game, it it was really Corrales' line and Coyle's line that was doing the dirty work and, and got the majority of the chances. Like yeah. Nordstrom got robbed on that one play. Johansson got robbed. Um, DeBrusque had a nice chance. Krejci had a great chance. Um, but you didn't see a lot from Marshan Bergeron Pasternak. Uh huh. And I think it's tough. I don't want to put the blame there necessarily, but um, that was the story throughout the whole playoffs was that the bottom six guys were contributing more than the top six. Yeah. And I think it's tough too um, to put the blame on any single one person um, or a coach. Um, or any of that stuff, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think that this team, like I said, they came together this year. They had a great group of guys, um, a great coaching staff. Um, they did exactly what they needed to. Johansson and Coyle were phenomenal. Tuca was phenomenal. I think it just got to the point where they, like I said, the skill guys couldn't show what they needed to, um, and the grinders were doing what they needed to. But they they couldn't get enough done by themselves, um, and it just came to the point where the Bruins got too tired in the last game, and St. Louis they just they just outworked them for one more game, and they just they won. So yeah. um, I think that's really what it comes down to. I don't know if you, in my opinion, can really blame it on one single person. No, I um, I can't. I don't think you can place the blame of the entire playoffs going wrong on one single person I think at that point it's the whole team I think last night there's individuals you can place the blame on not fully but uh-huh. Brad Marchand on that one goal definitely um Tuka Rask on that one goal definitely Brandon Carlo on that same Tuka Rask goal definitely um I don't really know where else but uh it's just it's like it's like like Cassidy said it's such an empty feeling because um you had such a path. Is that mine or yours? That's mine. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, it's fine. I just did because my computer's been like spazzing out today, so I didn't know if. Um, yeah. But but like what Bruce Cassidy said, um, it's such an empty feeling because because of the path that was laid out for you to win this Stanley Cup. Um, everyone was concerned with Tampa Bay again this year. They get swept in the first round, and after yeah. the first round, it kind of felt like we were had won in the Stanley control. Cup at yeah. that point. Um, you literally, it was a cakewalk to the finals and all you had to do was beat the St. Louis Blues who, oh, by the way, were in the bottom of the league standings like a few months ago. So, mm-hmm. and, and I think that that almost killed us in a way was having that easy of a path because St. Louis was not a team to be taken very lightly and no. a lot of people underestimated them. And I think after the Bruins won game one, people were like, oh, Bruins in four, Bruins in five. Um, after we went up 2-1 in game 3 after beating them 7 nothing it was it was it looked like it was over at that point like mm-hmm. i think beating st louis 7 nothing in their building everyone was like all right so you know bruins in 5 bruins in 6 at the at the least 
This series shouldn't have even gone seven yeah. games, in my opinion. People, you let them people back. People just in. got too cocky. Yeah, people, the, people especially the fan base, and that's what makes it hurt like ten times more. And people were comparing it to Chicago in 2013. Chicago in 2013 was a way better team than the Boston Bruins, and people knew that. We were the underdogs in that series, and we lost in six. We were down three two in our own building. We would have had to win two games and win on the road to win the Stanley Cup, and. They were the much better team. They were a dynasty. Had won the cup in 2010. Um, when else did they win? Mm-hmm. 2013, uh, 2013, and then they won again in 2015. Um, yeah. Obviously, this was before they won their third Stanley Cup. But like they were a dynasty, and the Bruins, you know, had won the Stanley Cup two years prior, but were weren't really like that team yet. They they lost a ton of key components. They lost to the Capitals in the first round the next year after winning the cup, and I think. That like that was more of an expected win for the for the Blackhawks in this series against the Blues. The Bruins were the team that were expected was the team that was it were the team that was expected to win. Jesus Christ, I can't even talk today. But um, yeah. they were the team that everybody thought was going to win, and throughout the first three games of the series, it looked like they were going to win. They won four to two in their own building in Game One. And they beat the Blues seven to nothing in St. Louis in Game Three, and at that point, it looked like they were going to win. And somehow, St. Louis bounces back and wins this series in seven games, and that's what makes it hurt that much more. Is you came this close, the team that was supposed to knock you out got swept in the first round. Um, mm-hmm. Ever the path was so clear, and you didn't even have to play the top team. You did have to face the Predators you didn't have to yep. face the Flames who I don't think were going to be as big of an issue for the Bruins but people were saying that you know you know the Flames were you know second President's Trophy winners whatever it may be you had to face mm-hmm. the St. Louis Blues who were at the bottom of the league standings and they beat you in seven games on your own ice so that's yeah. what makes it hurt well, that much more well yeah considering um the 2011 championship when the Bruins won yep. you look at this championship against the blues and then you look at the one against the the bank against vancouver when we won and how they're opposite is the bruins are in vancouver's shoes in this one yes and saying the Lewis bruins the are the canucks in the series it's so comparable it's not even funny it's the bruins it's the vancouver is the more skilled vancouver was the more skilled team they were the better team uh the bruins were the more physical team in 2011 um they were the stronger team, the dirt, not the dirtier team, but the, the team that worked harder to get goals yep. um, while Vancouver was all skill. And then this year, you look at it, 2019, the Bruins are the all skill team and St. Louis is the dirty work team. Uh, the St. Louis pushes it seven games, just like the Bruins pushed it seven games and they go away and they went on the road. It's the same exact thing, thing that happened in 2011 and the Bruins won what four nothing St. Louis won four one so it's right. it's it's so comparable um to the point where it's like you you could see it coming um you were just hoping that the Bruins could find a way to break through right uh first to get that momentum and then just to finish it off to win the game and yeah. to win the cup and I think it did the Bruins a huge disservice in the end really not playing a competitive hockey game from Late April when they beat the Maple Leafs in Game 7 to early June when they had to play the Blues in the Stanley uh-huh. Cup Final. Because you really didn't face any adversity for a month and a half. 
And that's all the Blues did throughout the playoffs. They had to win on the road. They went double OT in game seven against the Stars. Like, they had to face all this adversity. They almost lost to the Jets in the first round. Like, they were not expected to win this series at all. Remember Um, that game? I don't know if you remember in the first (laughs) round. It went to... They they were tied with the Jets in in uh, Winnipeg. They were going about to go to overtime. At ten seconds left, Schwartz bats a puck out of midair. Yes, and puts it in. And St. Louis steals the game, and then they go back to St. Louis and win. Exactly. Like it's uh, Winnipeg was that close to winning the series. Uh if they won that game in in Winnipeg, they were going back to St. Louis with a chance to win, and St. Louis was going to have to win two in a row. Yeah. So St. But. This is what you see. St. Louis did what they needed to do to win a cup. Right, they and they everything were everything that they needed to do. They and were they conditioned to play against the Bruins in this series because yep. all they've been doing for the past two, for the whole season, is face it adversity was... and come back with your backs against the wall and get it done. And all the Bruins have done throughout the playoffs is like cakewalk these, you know, teams that really didn't deserve to be in the spots that they were in. All, uh-huh. all respect to the Hurricanes for beating the freaking Capitals and beating the Islanders, but they did not deserve to be in the series with the Bruins. All respect to the Blue Jackets for beating the Lightning, but they did not deserve to be in the series with the Bruins. And it really, in the end, it hurt the Bruins. Yeah, you cakewalked it to the Stanley Cup final, but you had to play a team who, for the past three months, has been playing in competitive hockey games and has been coming back down, usually late in games, and they they were conditioned to beat the Bruins. And I think that adversity played a huge role in this series yeah. because the Bruins didn't face any adversity all season. Very minimal injuries. Um, <clears throat> like injury. I mean, obviously we had injuries, Although, but they didn't affect us. Like Tuca stood on his head for <clears throat> the majority of the season and throughout the whole playoffs. You didn't have to worry about it. Um, you're, it it's like, it's so weird to say, but everything going perfect for the Bruins was actually what made them lose. I think yep. it was that you had everything set on a platter for you and all you had to do was finish and you couldn't because you had a team that basically prepared all season and all playoffs to beat a team like the Bruins. So yep. it, it's tough and it, in Bruins fans' minds right now, it's raw because you don't know when you're going to get back to this point. Like this team is not going to be the yeah. same. Like Players that you traded for near the deadline, Joe Hansen. You don't know. Yeah, I don't even think he's coming back. Um, well, going going off of that too. Sorry to interrupt. But no, go ahead. I just it's this Bruins team has a lot of potential. In oh, my yeah. they'll they'll be competitive next year, no doubt. They're very they're they're young, and they're gonna be good. You look at their defensemen. Um, they have uh, Grizzlick, McAvoy. Clifton. And you need to lock all those guys uh, up too, because their contracts yes. are up. By the they way, they said yes. They said Vakanen, the kid Vakanen, however you pronounce it, the mm-hmm. Finnish kid. Mm-hmm. That's in Providence. They said he is phenomenal. Um, <laughs> so there's a lot of players uh, that are very, very good, um, and I think that the Bruins are right up there, and I think that they're still going to be a very competitive team. That's going to be. Um, that's going to be a top competitor, I think, for the next few years. Yep. Um, and you just need to find those guys. It, it would stink if the Bruins can't get Coyle and Johansson back, but I don't know if they can get both of them. Right. So you um, you obviously have some loners on this team that that may or may not want to come back. And if I'm on this team, and I, I'm one of those loners, like if, in Marcus Johansson's mind, 
I don't think you're going to find a better team to play on that is more, you know, out for vengeance, I'll say, in going to the Stanley Cup next year. Mm-hmm. If you can get this group back together and you work in the offseason, you do a good job in the offseason, maybe acquire one or two more pieces. Um, and there's still some question marks in the air about guys like David Backus and Zdeno Chara, if they're even going to play next year. And if they want a Stanley Cup, I think they should. Um, you can really build a, a championship team this offseason. You have all the components now. Now you just have mm-hmm. to bring it all together on the ice. I think off the ice, on paper, there's Stanley Cup championship team on the ice yeah i think there's there's some work to be done not a ton there's definitely some work to be done but i think job number one for bruins management get those players back and yeah they need to get some players back they need to sign some players to keep the young guys um and comparing and it to 2013 to... again after 2013 look at like we had a great team in 2013 look at all the players that left after 2013 tyler sagan nathan horton um the list goes on and on of just like players that down the road you traded for that didn't pan out. And um, obviously we wouldn't have guys that are here today. Like Jake DeBrusque probably wouldn't be here if Tyler Sagan is still on the team, just based on, you know, deals that were made prior to, but um, you, you just need to make sure that your team doesn't completely blow up in the off season. Because it's going to be a tough year. You know Tampa Bay is going to be back, and you're going to see them again in the playoffs. Toronto's going to figure it out eventually. Um, yeah. Florida's well, looking to be a pretty good team. Like It's going to be a tough division to come out of. Montreal, everybody's yeah. stacking up to beat the Bruins. Buffalo's going to be good, too, if they can stay. Exactly. So, Buffalo can be um, – like the East is going to be a tough conference to come out it, of. It was a tough oh, yeah. conference to come out of this year, and we just got lucky in the playoffs that we didn't have to face Tampa Bay or Washington. It is going to be a I tough conference to come out of Nick. So at this point, uh, we continued the podcast for about, I don't know, maybe five or ten more minutes. I'm editing it right now. And um, we had like this really weird feedback coming from Furlow's end towards the, towards the end of the podcast. And it's just really annoying to listen to. And I tried to edit it out. It was like the staticky feedback. Um, and I tried to edit it as best as I could. But it's still really annoying to listen to. And I didn't want to have you guys have to listen to it for like ten minutes straight. So I'm just going to cut it out. Um, so if you're confused as to why it just jumps towards like the very end of the podcast, um, just letting you know, this is why, um, but yeah, we'll try to, uh, we'll try to be better in terms of the, uh, the technic, the technicalities of doing the podcast, um, separately over the internet. But, uh, uh, yeah, if you're confused, this is why I'm just adding in this little, uh, this little update, but yeah, enjoy the rest. I have no yes. idea by the way, what's going on with that sound. <laughs> But um, I think we're probably going to wrap it up just because it's probably annoying as hell to listen to. Nice nice little podcast there. Uh, we'll definitely have more coming your way. Um, apologies for any technical difficulties that did happen. Um, we're still new to this. Uh, obviously, it's easier for us to nail it down if we're all in the same space, but we're not always all going to be in the same space. If none of you know, none of us live in the same town. So... In that sense, it's tough, but uh, we'll, we'll try to nail this down. Uh, I don't think it went too bad. Um, towards the end, we had some weird fuzz thing going on. I don't know. It's, I don't even know how to describe it. I don't know if they could hear that or not, if that was just us or not. I'm, I'm sure they could probably hear it. Our luck, they heard it. But, um, yeah, I'll, I'll get on that editing grind and make sure that it sounds as crisp as possible. But um, we're probably going to do another podcast tomorrow. Uh, I heard from Carp. He's doing well. Um, 
he said that he is freed up at some point tomorrow during the day. So maybe do a podcast with him. I know NBA finals are, are wrapping up. So tonight, we'll, yeah. yeah, tonight. So we'll definitely want to talk about that. We'll talk more about the NHL. And as we move closer to July NHL free agency, we're going to do a huge podcast for the first day of free agency where hopefully we'll yep. all be in the same space. Uh, so we can do that. And then we can all, so do a midweek one if you want to right yeah so we're just going to get on the podcast grind and do a ton for you um we also have some big stuff coming in the future but i won't talk about that right now we'll talk about that in uh in later podcasts but uh thank you boys for listening uh this has been episode 12 uh we're getting up there so uh yeah we'll hopefully get a podcast out tonight and uh tomorrow and many more to come so uh yeah thanks